Hi, everyone. This is Jules, your host of All Things Ice and Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which is where I will be taking you into the world of Iceland's rich geothermal bathing culture. Many of you might be aware that Icelanders love to soak in a hot tub no matter the weather. I mean, sleeting, raining, heavy snow, sunshine. Icelanders are out there (laughs) because it is really fun. However, you might not be aware of some of the history, modern day culture, and etiquette involved with this tradition. Before I jump into it though, I'm excited to announce that this episode is sponsored by the new Sky Lagoon Geothermal Spa in Reykjavik. And I just have to point out that I only like to promote places or things that I have personally gone to or used and can vouch for the experience. A little later in the episode, I will share some insight about the Sky Lagoon and my experience there because I was blown away by this new geothermal spa and how beautiful it is. Plus, it works in well with this theme of the episode. So don't worry, I will give you all the deets about that place. So going off to the fact that bathing in a geothermal pool in Iceland is a national pastime, or at least that's what I like to call it, and the origins of this activity date back to the settlement times. When farmers from Norway came to Iceland, because a lot of people, they talk about Vikings, but many people that came and settled in Iceland were not Vikings. They were farmers. They were people looking for just another place to live. They were escaping some persecution. There are many different things going on. And yes, of course, there were Vikings, but not everybody was a Viking. And what they found is that there was hot water bubbling up out of the ground. In fact, as an interesting story and a slight side note is that Ingolur Arnason, who is the one who discovered Reykjavik and basically kind of just Iceland in general, Reykjavik, which is Smoky Bay, is what he called Iceland when he saw it from a distance on his ship because there was all of this steam coming up uh, out of the bay. And of course, that has to do with the abundance of hot water. Of course, things like washing clothes, soaking in the natural geothermal pools, you know, bathing, things of that nature were the most common uses. And another use, which I find really fascinating, is that the heat and steam from the geothermal water were also used to make delicious Icelandic bread called rugbrauð. I'm all too well familiar with Iceland's harsh weather <laughs> and the toll it can take on your skin. And when I think about back in many centuries past and how many people who had my who might have had skin conditions such as eczema or something else that was bothering them, they found that soaking in the warm water seemed to alleviate some of their symptoms. And this is because these geothermal sources are often rich with minerals, so they can provide healing properties for those that immerse in it. And this is something just in Iceland in general that you might hear people talk about. And of course, if you have, say, like arthritis or inflammation, again, this is really soothing for you to be able to go into a nice warm bath and just soak your achy joints or muscles. So there is one really famous and historic man-made geothermal bathing pool here, and it's called Snorraloig. So Snorraloig is actually named after Snorri Sturluson, who is a revered, 
Icelandic historian, poet, and politician. And I mean, he's from way in the past, like 12th, 13th century type of individual. And he had a man-made geothermal bathing pool in Reykholt, and this was back in the 13th century. And Snorraloy, if we break it down, Snorre is his name, so that's, of course, why that part's there. But Loig means pool, so Snorraloig is basically Snorri's pool. And continuously hot water by the nearby hot spring Skripla is feeding into it. What's even more interesting is that Snorri had a tunnel built that went from his house straight to the pool so that he could be sheltered to and from his beloved geothermal bathing pool. Which is pretty nice if you think about it. I mean, once you're like, you know, high up in society, you can have tunnels made even back in the 13th century <laughs> to and from your house. And this pool is still in existence today. So if you were to go to Reykholt, which is a really small town in the southwest, you can see this pool. Unfortunately, it is forbidden to swim in it or bathe in it. It's really small. But the reason why is that there is an uneven amount of distribution when it comes to the hot water into the pool. So there are times when the pool can get extraordinarily hot and there's no telling when that could happen. So you could burn yourself just by getting into the pool and of course nobody wants that so just fyi if you are to go to visit this spot you will have to just admire you know from the outside and don't strip down and go into it also there's a house behind the pool and that's where you'll see the tunnel i have opened that door and actually have, i have a picture of it in the show notes if you want to check it out on all things but there is, I have opened that door to this house and it's a little creepy because it's dark in there, but it's kind of interesting because you, if you look in, you can see that it is leading towards somewhere, which would essentially have been Snorre's residence. Another tidbit of history is that Snorraloig was once thought only to be used by Snorre, but come to find out after looking in the Lannauma or the Book of Settlement here in Iceland, that it dates back to the 10th century, this geothermal hot pool. And of course, it wasn't called Snorraloig then because he wasn't even around. But it's in that sense that it was in the same location. This same type of pool was being described in the Book of Settlement. And so it's very possible that many other people were using it before Snorre decided to claim it. So while it is possible and definitely done, as well as really fun <laughs> to bathe in natural geothermal hot springs out in Icelandic nature, the majority of Icelanders opt for local pools and spas. These facilities provide a comfortable place to change, lockers to store your things securely, showers to clean off, and overall, just a relaxing place to gather. Many of these places still use geothermal energy, but it's a major upgrade from what their ancestors use. And this is what kind of brings me to talk about our sponsor for this episode, which is the new gorgeous Sky Lagoon in Reykjavik, like I had mentioned. And I had the awesome opportunity to check out the Sky Lagoon the weekend it opened. 
So if I recall correctly, it opened on Friday, April 30th, and Gunnar and I decided to go on Sunday, May 2nd. What's nice for people who live in Reykjavik or who are visiting is that the spa is only a 10-minute drive from the downtown area, so super easy to get to. It's one of those things if you happen to be staying overnight in Reykjavik and you know came back from adventure, it's a nice place to go to. And for me, the unique part and why I was so excited about partnering with them for this episode, and I also made a video on YouTube about my experience, is because they have made it a point to incorporate Icelandic culture and history into the experience of this spa. I was honestly blown away by how beautiful the facilities are and how thoughtful the architects were when they designed the place. So for starters, the outside of the building was made using Icelandic turf, which is essentially dirt and grass. And this is how Icelanders made their homes for centuries after running out of wood due to cutting down trees. So it's one of those things where immediately when you get there, you're already getting this feeling of the essence of Iceland and its culture. And on top of that, the Sky Lagoon has seven ritual steps to relaxation and well-being. In the video, which is embedded in the show notes um, of this episode on allthingsison.com, I actually go through each step. And of course, you know, you can check out the video if you like, because I, I the details it would make be too long <laughs> for this episode if I were to talk about it now. But it could potentially be an episode on its own. But the whole point is that there is so much happening that is inspired by Icelandic bathing culture that I personally really enjoyed. I know Gunnar was such a big fan of the sauna, which is the largest sauna in the country. And it has two-ton glass that is see-through where you can like see out into the ocean while you're in the sauna. absolutely cool. In addition to all of that, (laughs) as if there needs to be more, is that the geothermal pool itself is an infinity pool with views of the ocean, the current volcanic eruption, and the house of the president of Iceland. Seriously, (laughs) it's just amazing that they picked this location. They're very fortunate, of course, that the eruption just happened to go off and they're in just a great spot to be able to view it from afar. But I also just think that having the sea and this infinity pool and all the rocks that are in the lagoon really make you feel like you're out in Icelandic wilderness. And so you kind of have like the best of both worlds of like a geothermal hot spring feel out in the wilderness, but with all the nice facilities where you can go and change comfortably, take a shower and all that jazz. And Gunnar and I are already planning what day we're going to go back because we liked it so much. And so I have a link to the Sky Lagoon in the show notes of this episode on allthingsison.com and I highly recommend keeping this place on your list of must-dos when planning your trip to Iceland. Okay, so we've talked a bit about some history and also about bathing culture, but a big part of the bathing culture in Iceland is actually the rules. And this especially applies to visitors because to some degree, you might not be familiar with the fact that in Iceland, there's some etiquette when you go to any pool. And the thing is, if you don't follow these rules, you might find yourself in some hot water And I'm not talking about the one in the hot tub. (laughs) So I'm just going to share with you some of these rules. Honestly, they're really basic, but I think a few of them, if you know beforehand, it will just help you out in terms of not feeling confused or also potentially not having an Icelander come up to you and say, hey, you know, this is what we do here and yada, yada. You You can be prepared beforehand. 
So one of the first rules is that when you go into a pool or a spa, before going into changing area, you're going to have to take off your shoes. And if you've watched my video on YouTube called How to Offend Icelanders, you probably already know that not taking your shoes off before entering their home is a big no-no. So similarly at the pool, once you're literally in the, on, in the inside, you take off your shoes a certain area, you'll see everyone else's shoes there. And this is, of course, to make it so that you're not tracking around dirt in areas where people are barefoot. So dirt, bacteria, whatever else might be on the bottom of your shoes that you're not aware of. And that is great because we want to keep the areas cleaner and not have to worry about people's, you know, people who have showered or whatever else coming out and stepping on something nasty. The next rule is probably a no-brainer for the majority of people, and that is that you don't take any pictures or videos in the changing area. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because often when people go to different countries, they're so excited, and I get being excited, and maybe you see something that's new, like using a locker that is a bracelet. So a lot of the times you end up getting a bracelet in order to unlock, or maybe you get you know, a key or something like that. But bracelets are pretty common now. And so maybe you're like, oh, I want to take a video of this or whatever. And it's like, just put your phone away. Please be respectful of the space because other people, you know, even if it were by mistake, they don't want to be captured on film or in a picture. So just be mindful of that. The next one is that there are communal changing areas and showers. So it might come as a surprise that most pools and spas in Iceland have these communal changing areas and showers that are separated by gender. And it's so funny because like when I was writing down the things, the points I wanted to say, I had almost forgotten to say this. And I know that in like other places where I've mentioned this, someone was like, communal showers, I don't want to be in there with men or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Okay, no, it's separated by gender, so don't worry. <laughs> That's not a problem. Uh, but Icelanders are not shy about stripping down naked to get changed and to shower. And so it is helpful to just be mentally prepared that you're not going to have like an individual booth to go in. Like it is for the majority of the time, you just out in open space with their lockers, getting undressed, getting dressed, all of that nature. Now, there are some places in the country where you can have your own shower and changing area. And just so happens that the Sky Lagoon is one of those, but you do have to pay extra for that. And their Sky Pass is the one you can get in order to have those types of amenities where you literally have just like your own changing area and your own shower. So that's just as an FYI. And in the video that I did about the Sky Lagoon, I actually show you what that looks like. You have your own mirror, hair dryer, all of that. So I thought it was actually pretty cool. But of course, that is for people who want to pay extra because norm in Iceland is communal changing areas and showers. Now, this is the most important one in terms of rules that I'm about to say to you. And that is showering naked before entering the pool. This is very important. Please, if you don't remember anything else that I've told you, just keep this one locked away. <laughs> so you have to shower with soap without your bathing suit on before you go into the pool. And they even have like little signs where it shows soap on like your head and your underarms and your private areas. And it's a figure that's naked in essence. And this is done 
in a communal shower unless you go to a place that has individual showers. And it's very common here. It is not a strange thing. Like I mentioned, for Ryson to strip naked, go shower, put on the bathing suit and go on about their business. I guess, I don't know why I've never been really shy about this part for me. It's just been like, whatever. I don't care about being naked in front of other people. I know that's not the case for everybody. But I just think it's important for you to know so that it isn't so shocking and maybe you can mentally prepare yourself because going to a pool or a spa in Iceland is so awesome. And this is just a small part of it. So I don't want you to get discouraged feeling like, oh, I don't want to be naked in front of other people. The other people don't care. They're all just trying to get to the same goal, which is get a spot in the hot tub or go into the spa and enjoy the different amenities and just live their lives in all honesty. And like I would mentioned, there might be times when I center might end up saying something to you regarding the rules. This is normally the rule where Icelanders are willing to point it out. And I mean that if you're in a communal changing area and let's just say you just got into a place, you changed, meaning you took off your regular street clothes and put on your bathing suit immediately and bypassed the showers. Someone might have seen you who is a native here or who, you know, knows the rules and they might stop you and say, excuse me, hi, um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but here we shower naked before going to like they will go through the whole spiel with you <laughs> because everybody works together in this way to keep the pool as clean as possible now granted of course the pools have to be cleaned but this is a way of keeping them cleaner longer especially if you're going to have a lot more visitors and things of that nature and so it isn't done in malice and it's not done like nastily but it's often like excuse me you must do this before so just be aware of that you can avoid this potential conversation by just showering naked first and after when you're done showering you dry off and put on your bathing suit Icelanders leave their towels in the changing area and even though you might be tempted to like wrap your towel around you because majority of pools nice and are outside which makes it nice but there's all types of weather outdoors where it's not covered and if you were to take your towel with you if it starts raining if it starts snowing your towel would get really wet maybe even dirty, and then it would defeat the purpose of having the towel in the first place. So the little cubbies in different pools, in essence, gives you the opportunity to leave your towel somewhere that's safe, dry, and clean. After you've enjoyed the many different amenities and pools, hot tubs, saunas, all the different steam rooms, all those different things, you of course come back, shower naked again, and then just dry off before going into the changing room. And of course, you're probably aware that the drying off part before going into the changing room ensures that people are not stepping all around in wetness, which can be extra sucky if your socks get wet. Like, I don't know anybody that likes wet socks. <laughs> so, so just keep that in mind. And so there you have it. Those are the rules. I know it might seem like a decent amount of them, but they're very easy to follow and doing so will keep you in the good graces of the natives. So now I'm going to move on to the random fact of the episode. While it has been common for Icelanders to bathe in geothermal pools for centuries, one thing I found fascinating is that swimming was not a skill many people possessed here for quite some time. So for instance, fishermen, even though they were in abundance in terms of that was a job that many men had for a long time in order to support their families meaning money-wise, and for food, so many of them did not know how to swim. 
And if they were to fall overboard on one of their boats, and I'm talking about like not in big ships, but a lot of them use like rowboats and things that could potentially capsize, they would just drown. And maybe knowing how to swim would have saved their lives. Now, granted, the water's really cold and it could have been harsh weather conditions and things, but it's still a possibility that learning how to swim could have still helped them to survive in the end. And it wasn't until the 19th century that fishermen started to learn how to swim. And it's so sad to me to think about the fact that so many fishermen perished from drowning just because they didn't possess that skill. And I'm actually doing two random facts the episode because I thought it would be kind of fun. So another one is that swimming pools were constructed in the 1940s and 50s after Icelanders were drilling for gold. Yes, the gold rush was in Iceland in that they were looking for it. Uh, they didn't find any. But instead, they did find geothermally heated water. And this, for many Icelanders, was amazing because they can construct swimming pools or they can have amazing abundance of hot water going towards in pipes going towards their homes like it just kind of elevated the whole experience and pools and spas in Iceland just took off from there and pretty much every town in Iceland has a swimming pool and I've read that there's as many as 200 swimming pools in the country there are 370,000 people that live here and they're over and there's somewhere around 200 swimming pools and then some people have their own hot tubs. In fact, I've seen many people getting their own hot tubs. I've seen advertisements on Facebook for hot tubs in Iceland. So it's just super fascinating to me how much this is a part of the culture, really soaking and warm water and going to the pools to gather for just community, kids playing, talking politics and all that jazz. Hopefully this gives you an idea of just how much Icelanders cherish their geothermal bathing culture. The Icelandic word of the episode is jarthhitti, jarthhitti, which together means geothermal heating. If I break the word down, jarth means earth, and hitti means heat or warmth. So in essence, it's like earth heat, <laughs> which totally makes a lot of sense. And I just think it's a pretty cool word. So jarthhitti, jarthhitti. I hope you found this information just as interesting as I did in this episode. If you haven't already, please make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on more awesome episodes of Iceland coming up in the future. Thank you.